Minefields, issue 171. Good evening to you, Mr. Tony Morales. How are you today? Doing all right. We're into a brave new frontier heading towards the shoot 175. 175, and then total number 300 of all total published episodes. And uh, as of uh, next week, a uh, whole big change, uh, full video format. Not exactly. Finally, something we've been planning on for a few months now. Learned how to do that today. That was... I got a, I had a snow day today. That was nice. I was like texting my homegirls. Like, I don't want to get out of bed. And like right before I hit send, I got a attention Colorado Springs employees. If you don't want to come to work today, you're too scared for your life. No harm, no foul. Got to stay home, chill out. I actually took a lot of naps. Uh, Freaking, I um, remember all those vegetables. You got those vegetables out of your car, right? Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, made a couple batches of uh, fresh salsa. Had a big went to the grocery store. Luckily, yeah. At first, I thought, man, people are babies. It's not that bad of a snow, but like second, I like started driving. Yeah, it, it was it was bad, man. Like the grocery store is maybe a football field and a half away from my house, and um, stopped at the liquor store. Came home, made some food, made some salsa. Took a bunch of... I, I really just got caught up on sleep for a really long time, man. I've been sleep-deprived for a while, man. You start talking to a junkie, which you don't know, <laughs> get tricked. <laughs> and, uh, what? Oh, yeah, I told you about that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know... I didn't know at first. But, yep. Got a guy in that fast. Can't hide a coke addiction, boys and girls. They will find out. Somebody's going to figure it out sooner or later. Eventually. Eventually. Uh, but, yeah, it's been... I haven't slept very well lately, and uh, I took few full utilization of today, man. Just uh, felt bad for all those people that had to get up at 7 a.m. and go to the grind. I was up at 6 a.m. and I'd be at work at 7. Oh, my bad. My time for yeah, It's all right. I'm uh... Made my money, so I'm good. But, yeah, we got some good comics to talk about today, man. I, I really wanted to start it off right off the bat today with some wrestling. Um, okay. Saw today that um, our one remaining Briscoe is now officially All Elite, and I was actually working on some research, so I missed Dynamite today. Um, okay. However... Uh, it, it does pose an interesting conundrum because he still has the tag team belt. There is a vacated seat. I can't think of any time this has ever happened, to my professional wrestling knowledge. Um, this particular specific event, 
Anything on your radar for this sort of thing? No, nothing that comes to mind. It's just going to be a... It's definitely one of those handle with care situations. See how how they you know, react to it. You know they've got a. You know they've definitely got it. You know, Mark Briscoe is definitely. He's you know as far as him being a singles wrestler now, he's never been put in this position on a full time basis. Like he's definitely they definitely both dabbled. But nothing, can, nothing permanent. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't see them putting him as a new partner. And but you know, I think I think the it's one of those situations, on, you know, where the uh, the iron is hot, and would, they need to they need to strike while the iron's hot, and they need to give him a good little good little push in the singles ranks. How would you book it? I don't know, man. It's, it's one of those situations where you got to sit down with the person and talk it out, talk it through, see what, uh, you know, it might not be the best for business. It might be the best for business, but you definitely got to, every move is something that can either get people further behind you or take people away from your product. So you definitely have to, to kind of tread lightly. You know, it's definitely something that's got to be handled well. Do you think it should be handled at all? No, you have to. You have to address it. Well, I mean, obviously like you have that's... to address it, but I mean, like, handling, like, replacing anyone as a tag team partner, especially after such a tragic event, I mean, this isn't, like, Big Cass getting drunk outside of uh, Joe Janela's show and Enzo and him not really working for a while. Um, but, you know, that, that's one thing or another. Um, there's an empty belt. This this honestly scares the heck out of me, man. It really does. Like, could be defining in how they talk about with, you know, you hear everyone talk about Khan, whether he's a good guy, mm-hmm. he's partying. Uh, a lot of people don't like how he handled the whole CM Punk uh, snafu, but I gotta say I trust him in his decisions on this one, and we haven't seen what's gonna happen. I'm not going to say, oh, you know, we just got to wait to see what happens, but that's obviously what we have to do, but I, yeah. he's, he's, well, just, I, that's I, the thing about it is it's a, it's a real life situation. It's not a, it's not a wrestling thing. Right. Like it's not, it's not a storyline. It's not, you know, Hey, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna run with this brother. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, you know, a tragedy happened and how are you going to, ha- how are you going to handle it now that, you know, now that it's happened, you know, and that's just kind of the way it is. You know, they just got to be, you know, it's obviously very reminiscent of the, the, uh, the Brody Lee situation when he passed away unexpectedly. Correct. You know, they, they did handle that very, very well. Yeah, they really did. So, that you kid, know. Zero is going to be champ or negative one is going to be champ. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And he's already better than Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> no, you're wrong there. Dominic's amazing. He knows exact. He knows exactly who and what he is, and he plays it up better than guys that are freaking have twice his experience. Oh, we're talking wrestling. No, I was talking about handling a hot goth chick. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Not in the least bit. Mm mm mm. Come to your boy for that. But actually, you don't have to. But all you minefielders out there that need to know how to handle a hot goth chick, hit your boy up.
me, Joshua. I'm like... But anyway, back to reality. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, 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 you know, it's, like I said, it's a delicate situation. You know, hopefully, you know, they'll handle it well. And hopefully they'll be able to, you know, like, I don't even know if appease all parties is the right word, but definitely handle the situation with care. I trust them to do so. I trust them to do so. And, um, Seeing that news, you know, immediately my stomach sank, but at the same time, though, it's not a life goes on. It's, life goes on and you keep your, your fondest people and your thoughts at every single time that you possibly can. I mean, like, uh, for example, uh, I'm not a practicing Catholic, but uh, a lot of people that have gotten my car have seen all the pentagrams on my, sh- you know, clothes and um, no, I'm not a Satanist. I just, that just means stay away from me. Um, however, uh, I had someone notice every time that thing rattles, you grab it. I'm like, yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's the rosary I got from my grandfather's uh, funeral. He was my best friend as a child. He was the best friend I ever had. He was awesome. And, uh, do I think about him every single moment? No. But when I do, it's, it immediately fills the cup, you know? And mm-hmm. how we deal with that and how we honor them, you know, that's, that's a different story. But yeah. uh, I'm happy that if anyone that's going to handle it right, it's going to be Khan. I mean, he hasn't really been around that long in the wrestling scene. But he's done a good job so far. But you said that uh, earlier, uh, moving along, uh, you said that Tonight's matches are pretty predictable. Uh, that's kind of the tr- pr- product problem with AEW is they just they throw matches out there and it's you could watch an episode of Dark and it's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. This person's gonna win. This person's gonna win. This person's gonna win. Like it's you know they have a they had a Hangman Page versus Kip Sabian, and personally I'm a huge Kip Sabian fan. I think the guy's tremendous. I think he deserves more than he gets. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, I'm not the guy booking their show. But, um, you know, you put him in the ring with Adam Page, and it's obvious who's going to win. And that tends to be... tends to happen with AEW a lot. The only time they really go out of their way to surprise the audience, it's something ridiculous, like when that Action Andrade kid debuted and beat Chris Jericho. Why? Yeah, it, was, it didn't do. It didn't do anything. Andrade got nothing out of it. The fans were just like, oh, yeah, they were trying to do a one, two, three kid thing. But you haven't really followed it up. He's just been Ricky Stark's lackey friend. Oh, he was wrestling for a spot on the Jericho Cruise there, brother. He's going over. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. good for him. Exactly. Um, wrestling-wise, I gotta tell you, man, I've just been, I've been delving deep tonight, actually. I actually forgot some books I wanted to talk about with you. Um, I got my hands on a, uh, Weapon X graphic novel, and I've never read these ones before. They're not the, um, they're not the standards, you know, Bear Wizard Smith. It's, uh, 47, 48, and 49, up to 50. 
Okay. Up to 50. Uh, when, you know, when we get Shiva, you know, when he really, like, we get, you know, really deep into it when it comes to Silver Fox. And uh, I want to talk about that for just a little brief moment there because I got to tell you, I was reading some books before we started recording and I read them like three, four minutes, but then the next thing I noticed, I'm reading like something from like mid 90s, if that. And 45 minutes has gone past. Like, I'm, my, mm-hmm. my focus is 100% on the art, on what's going on, uh, but that's not here or there. Uh, you want to go with what's in the box first? Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Um, do you want to go first? Want me to go first? No, I want you to go first on this one, because I'm, I'm heated on my what's in the box. Okay. Ah, you ready? Well... Yeah, I went a bit on my uh, current binge of older books. You know, I got my um, Iron Man one last year. I was really excited about that, and I noticed it had a big, it had a big old emblem on it saying "Big Premiere Issue." Yeah. And turns out that was one of the ones that they started after they canceled uh, Tales to Sus- of Suspense and Tales to Astonish and whatnot. And I was kind of looking into some of these other books, and I was like, "Oh, there's a few of them I wouldn't mind getting." And, uh, you know, we made a stop last weekend at the local flea market because my buddy Joe had some books he wanted to show me. Oh, yeah, we got to tell you about the hunt. Yeah, one of those I picked up was uh, Captain America 100. Oh, that's Which glorious. is a big, big premiere issue, comeback issue of Captain America. That's glorious. So, yeah, looking uh, – it's definitely one of the big books I was looking to obtain this year. So awesome to have this one in the in the PC. Not awesome, man. I'm happy for you. That was a good day, man. Like, uh, freaking, you can't pick me up. Like, you, we usually do go to the hunt. We hit up a couple stores. Make sure we pay the piper. Uncle Ed is all paid up. Box cleared. I stand there, and I'm looking at... I think I handed him, like... I'm like, I, I'm going to get my pools in these few books, and... Can you hold on to these? He's like, cool, we'll do a layaway thing. <laughs> like, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Uncle Ed, for taking care of your customer. <laughs> like, he knew, he knew how important it was to me. It was like, uh, I found uh, all the McFarlane Spider-Mans, not amazing Spider-Mans, except issue one, but that doesn't matter because I've got, like, every single one of the number ones. Um, uh, all of the Punisher 2099, Robocop versus Predator. No, what was it? Robocop versus Alien or was it Ro- Robocop? No, Robocop versus Terminator. And okay, yeah. And um, the drug issue. Yep. Not drawn by McFarland, but the cover was. It was glorious. And uh, of course, got our pools. Where are we going to access that? We went to uh, we went to Muse. Of course, we get treated like so amazing there. It's always yep. It's what's al- Muse? What there? It's always great to see George, man. George is George is amazing, man. He's such a good guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, You've never seen us talk. And he went to the gym. And he, he uh, it's obvious, man. George used to be a big boy. <laughs> George used to be a big nice. boy. He used to be quintessential mm-hmm. comic book guy, like tubby, long, curly, unruly hair. And he wasn't waddling about, but like he used to be a big, big boy. And now he's, he's doing well, man. And, uh. I'm, I'm proud of him, and uh, the joke when I was, we were referencing The Simpsons and, uh, you know, that Malibu Stacy has a new hat was uh, I, I text George all the time when it comes to uh, 
Simpsons references. He knew, he knows it like back of his hand. He's like he's like yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he knew exactly what we were talking about with, about the new hat. Freaking McFarlane, man. But all he did was paint Adam West heads pink and make the belt bigger. <sighs> That's all they needed. All they needed. It's not fair. Just give me like a month to feel complete. <laughs> Just give me a no, month. He's- McFarland needs a new boathouse. He needs a boathouse. Uh, they they're about to release the uh, Flashpoint Superman, and you will own it soon after. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of that one. A little skinny. Uh, the one I'm uh, actually pretty excited about is um, Missing Opportunity Superboy. Um, you know, Brain of Superman Superboy. Uh, okay. One of the heads isn't. With the circle glasses, remember? Oh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, it needed that. Just That's all it needed. The hair was mm-hmm. even on point. Um, but, yeah, where else we go? We went to uh, with the flea market. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I was telling you earlier. I made all that. Uh, yeah, flea market but I finished it up. Flea market. Uh, Roman over at, because I can never remember the name. REC. REC. Glad they're still going, man. Those guys are stand-up guys. It's always roaming there, mm-hmm. chilling. Always wants to have a good conversation. Um, leads me to my what's in the box. I was super excited about this. And uh, this is a lesson learned. This is a man thing number one. Oh, awesome. Direct edition, because it's got the slash. Oh, nice. Okay. However... I used to have Man-Thing number one. The real number one. I gave it to my big brother because he loved it Man-Thing more than I did. And I, I don't regret that at all. But mm-hmm. I should have I Googled it. Made sure I was getting what I was getting. Uh, I should have seen that it was 20 bucks, And it should have been a little bit suspicious. But it was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, go up to the counter. And uh, they're checking me out. And I ask, hey, I'm looking for Old Man Constantine. You know, Swamp and Green Hell, number two. And... Uh, mm-hmm. Not gonna name the name of the comic store, but I will never be going back. Asked them if they had it. They asked me if I looked online, which makes no sense to me. Because if I had looked online and knew that it wasn't there, I would not have been there. I used my whole lunch break for that, man. I barely had yeah. time to grab a burger at Burger King real quick and then scarf that down. And, uh, yeah, you know about our pool list? I'm like, yeah. And I'm told that they only do most of the DC line for subscribers. Which makes zero sense to me. Because DC is yeah. where it's at. And then they tell me that they might have gotten it in. But they, they could put it out today, which was Tuesday, which was yesterday. You guys are going to hear this tomorrow. Uh, which is Thursday. It might be here, but we only release them on Wednesdays to keep up with the old school status quo. Okay. Man, I'm screaming in my head. You're wasting my time. I could have bought my Dartwing Duck and uh, two other books uh, at Ed's. And I'm not going to leave a comic store without buying a book. Yeah. But, but these guys didn't even bother to check. You're telling me... 
that the book I came here for might be here. Did I check? Obviously not. It's like going up to me. Have you been at McDonald's in the past year? You, you roll up, like, are you going to be using the app? No, I'm, I'm in line. I'm here. <laughs> I'm in line. <laughs> um, it might be there, and homie didn't even bother to go check. You mean you're telling me there yeah. might be something I want in the back? I was a bother to them, man. Yeah. I had already paid for this book, and I get in my car, and I'm like, man, this doesn't look like the right Man-Thing cover. I'm like, it's not. It's okay. I'm so happy with it, because honestly, Man-Thing is now my official favorite Marvel movie of all time, or Werewolf, or if I, uh, Werewolf by Night, the holiday special. Werewolf by Night. That was gorgeous. Uh, I have not been excited by something horror like that in years. So, okay, cool. 20 mm-hmm. bucks, totally worth it. I, I looked it up. It was a fair price. But I will never be going to the comic store again. They, uh, Every time I go there, there's new faces, which tells me high over, over turn. High turn over. High, yeah, high turn over. Tells me bad business owners. Yeah. They had a guy that worked for, like, like a Marvel rep there for a while. Real nice guy. Uh, I haven't seen him. I was greeted when I walked in, by the way. Yeah. Not going to deprive them of that, but... Why not just go look for my book? You can sell it to me. Don't you want to... Don't you want my money? Anyway, so the well, lesson here... That's the thing, though, man. Freaking, like, comic collecting or comic, you know, selling comic books is such a, you know, you're, you're in there. You're meeting your, your customers. You're talking to your customers. It's such a customer-based product, you know. I, I would totally go one place over another purely because people are nicer to me. Correct. And, you know, and plus, you know, like you said, people will hold your books. If you can't afford them right now, they'll put them in a bin for you. You know, they'll hold them, you know, longer than sometimes they should because Ed, they want your business. Ed you know, knows they we're want people to, yeah, you know, people, people will make deals, you know, I can, you you go and, hey, this is, this price is, this book is priced at a hundred dollars. Hey, I'll give you 80 for it. You know, maybe they will, maybe they won't. But, you know, if they do, you know, you leave there being like, okay, I got a deal. So I'm going to go back to that comic shop. Because they were friendly and they helped me out and they were willing to work with me. And you felt welcome. You know, that, that, st- that stuff matters. It really does, man. I forgot to mention, uh, my other what's in the box is my four out of the six cherry copies. I've got all except Web. Craven's Last Hunt. Awesome. Uh, Uncle Ed also has uh, eight of the 14 of Maximum Carnage, if I'm not remembering correctly for me. I think, yeah, I believe so, yes. Yeah, and he's going he's gonna to take care of me. He knows I want him, and uh, I guarantee you, if I missed the web of Spider-Mans that these belong to, I I, mean, I, I, I would have seen them. I went, I went through all those boxes. But um, he'd find them for me. Or if they come in, they'd be in my box. Yeah, and no, I, definitely. I certainly wouldn't be met with a, uh, I don't know, did you look in the S's? Yeah, exactly. Ed never does that. I'm always, like, honestly, man, I'm, I'm always running around Ed's in a frenzy. That place is sensory overload. Freaking, I'm going to go there and get Plague Spawn. He's got that on the wall. 
I'd rather buy it from him than McFarlane. At least Ed gets three. Mm-hmm. At least Ed gets three bucks on the dollar. <laughs> but um, yeah, happy for it, man. Happy for it. Good hunt. And um, super. God, man, I'm. I gotta tell you, on camera, I'm nervous about the the new upgrade, man. It's one thing. Really. I am, man. I'm really nervous about it. Uh, freaking. Our origin story is really gnarly. Yeah? It really is, man. I mean, think about it. Like, I thought you and Benny hated me. And then... Yeah, we did. It was all right. You should have. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't, man. But, like, freaking our origin story is awesome. And we, we laid the rules out. We've laid true to them uh, since the beginning. And freaking we've always said, let's evolve. Every, we have an annual meeting. Like, Minefielders, Tony and I have an annual meeting how we're going to upgrade. And we've got upgrades coming up to New Era, by the way. Tickets still available. Castle of yeah, Next month, yeah, March 11th. Yep. And we've got upgrades for that. The venue alone is an upgrade. And then the upgrade we're doing for Minefields. Um, I showed you the prototypes earlier. And mm-hmm. I got to tell you, it, it scared the hell out of me. Yeah, it's playing for keeps. It is playing for keeps. And I, you know when, like, you got a friend that's in a band and, you know, they're never going to go nowhere. (laughs) But you still go to a show, maybe buy a shirt or a sticker or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. You might be out as soon as they're over. Literally the last 20 years of my life. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, this doesn't feel like one of those pipe dreams, man. Uh, the same way I feel about how much I believe in uh, our buddies' uh, Suicide Puppets are about to release a new video and, and a, a song. And I believe in them. And uh, love talking with uh, Veritas. Uh, can't say his real name online, but uh, we believe in our ch- each other's projects. And shoot man it's one of those things like we're 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 doing upgrades and this is a lot bigger than freaking sunshine studios bro oh yeah this is a lot bigger than sunshine studios in many many ways tech wise upgrades blockbuster upgrades running substantially longer than that old show we used to do ooh How many episodes we do? Eight, maybe, if that. Uh, I think we did like six or seven, man. Like, like it was, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't long until we got screwed over. But yeah, we we shine them up. And have to look what they're doing now. Yep. And it always warms my heart to see how bad it is to be them and how good it is to be us. <laughs> yep. Exactly. But that's not here, there, there. Uh, yeah, I want, the done that. I want the wrestlers to succeed. Owners, like I said, we've said it before, but I, I'm legit nervous on this, man. And uh, I wanted to talk about it on the show. Talk about it on the show because, like, we haven't stopped. I mean, think about that. Yeah. We haven't stopped. There have been some major roadblocks. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Major roadblocks. 
one conversation. Here's the plan. We'll figure it out. And now we're here, and uh, the minefield thing is obviously our baby, but New Era's our baby, mm-hmm. too. I mean, we, we got two babies, like, <laughs> with multiple baby mamas. I can neither confirm nor deny as a married man. Me either. But we're sustaining, and... Uh, the reason I brought it up is because I was reading this thing the other day on social media about um, how social media is actually poisoning people. Because as... Yeah. I mean, obviously. But you see everyone just posting their, here's this great meal I'm eating, as you're eating like a cold bologna sandwich, which I've done before. I still eat bologna. Mm-hmm. Um, here's how happy I am and how unhappy you are. Yeah. I... I hardly ever even post our minefields posts. I mean, like, we post them regularly, like, you know, to the streamers, but, like, I hardly ever even post uh, anything unless, like, you know, I'm drunk and some girl broke my heart, but thanks for uh, setting me straight on that one, by the way. <laughs> yeah, is what it is. Anytime. <laughs> Appreciate that. That's what, that's, what, that's what buds are for, but freaking, it's about to get bigger. Yeah. We get the tools. It's good. It's it's been, you know, little step after little step after little step, and now this is going to be the next next step. It's just going to be a bigger step is all. Not too worried about the steps. It's just just more of a... uh, Honestly, man, I I couldn't tell you what I'm worried about. Yeah. Gotcha. The unknown. The unknown. The unknown unknowns. Those are the ones that really messed me up, man. But uh, great hunt. Upgrades next week. Uh, by the way, we got to yeah. make sure we f- figure that out this weekend. And uh, for sure, for sure this time. And um, March 11th, new era. Buy the shirts. Buy some other stuff we're working on. Yeah, exactly, man. That's yeah. We got many projects, many uh, uh many uh, freaking forks in the oven. I should never put a fork in the oven. Irons in the irons in the but stove. irons in the fire. Irons yeah. in the fire. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but that's what I got. Oh, it's in the box. Um, thanks, Uncle Ed. I, I I can't get over how cherry these. Craven's Last Hunts books are, man. Like, they, like, I don't think these have been opened. Um, oh, nice. A couple little flaws on a few of them, but like we always say, what's what's ours is ours, and uh, those are mine. Those are mine. I couldn't believe that I... I was only expecting to spend, like, like 50 bucks last Saturday, man, and it spent, like, 190 And, um... By the time all is said done, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, you minefielders out here in Colorado Springs, stay away from the farmer's markets. Stay away from the produce aisle at your local grocery. Hit the freaking flea market off uh, Platt and Powers. I spent 20 bucks. And I gave you so much vegetables. <laughs> like, And that, that was like... This is true. That, and they were fresh. 
Oh, they smell so good, man. Like, freaking, I, I made all that salsa today. Like, uh, I used a bunch of it to uh, make some uh, awesome uh, food with uh, my old man watching the Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. But even then, yeah, support your local flea market homies because you just point at it and say, Quanto cuesta? And they'll probably say Cinco. And just hand them cash, get some good veggies. And walk out with some treasures and some good veggies, man. Like, uh, a lot of people uh, really hate on Colorado for being that hoity toityness. You know, you gotta go to the farmer's market. Nah, go to the flea market, man. <laughs> that's where the real hookup is. Hmm. But that's what I got for the hunt, man. Um, oh, also, uh, I just can't deny it anymore. I am the variant guy. The Starkwing Duck number oh, one. Oh, of course you are. This Darkwing Duck number one is just gorgeous. That's what I got at the old uh, comic store I will never be returning to. Wish them well. Until you do. <laughs> well, it depends. One day we will look back. One day we will look back and quote this, and I'll be like, "Remember what you said?" And you're like, "Ah." Uh. Well, it depends on what they're selling, but even then. I don't even know what I'm getting into before we get there. I mean, they were trying to like uh, they were trying to sell me a, a box of AEW yeah, cards for two hundred fifty dollars, and they were a hundred and fifty dollars this time. I asked again; the, right. the same box was still there. Mm-hmm. Box of, of eight or it was like eight. It was it was eight, right? Because remember, I texted you right after it was like eight. I think so. Yeah, and that sounds right. That $250 box was now $150. All right. You got any singles? No. We don't open those. Why not? Because you can sell them more expensive in the box. I mean, at least at freaking uh, all C's, like, I didn't have my glasses on at the time, but you get the gist of it. But <sighs> Yeah. But, uh, what do you got first, man? Thought it was you thought it was twenty five bucks. It was two hundred and fifty bucks. Two hundred fifty. <laughs> two hundred fifty. But uh, uh, let me see. Where, where to begin? Where to begin? Uh, Let's go with I Am Batman. I got I Am Batman number eighteen. I'm not gonna lie, man. Like the more and more I read this book, I'm actually starting to like this more than a lot of the main main uh, Batman books. That's awesome, but why? I just I just kind of dig the character a little bit more. It's it's new. There's you know everybody you know there's not I like I like the fact that he's kind of building his own legacy, and it's it's in a different city, but it's still kind of familiar. And he's kind of and he's messed up. Like Batman's messed up, but he's substantially more messed up. You know, we find out that uh, last issue that his mother's not his mother. Uh, it turns out Lucius Fox had an affair with somebody at work, and turns out Jace is the, uh, you know, the, the result of that affair. And he's kind of coming to terms with that, and some guy found out about it and kidnapped his birth mother. And now Jace is going in there trying to find him. And freaking, uh, not only that, we find out his ex girlfriend, Hedea, is, uh, kind of becoming the new question. So that's kind of, that's definitely a little interesting. The, yeah, uh, so he's, the Muslim chick. Yep. 
she's turning into the, the new question. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So they're breaking into this building where these guys are trying to kill his his mom, and he's just you know him and Hidea and his little sister is basically who found out that he's Batman is basically trying to become his new Robin. And the three of them are fighting off these horde of a uh, horde of criminals. While at the same time, you know, this Batman is working with the police um, and part of a task force bat, basically. Like, like, and Detective Chubbs is outside trying to get her crew in there. Like he's working more with, than just with the commissioner. He's he's like fingers yeah. The commissioner. The, the, the thing about it is, the commissioner doesn't want him there. Like the commissioner okay's it because the people he wants to be reelected. But he hates the idea of Batman. But uh, Detective Chubbs is just kind of put in charge of it because she's from Gotham. So she has experience with capes. But she doesn't like it either. But she's you know got to do what she's got to do. And they're willing to work together because they get results. Yeah, and he's got, uh, he's got his Jace's mom in this back room. And freaking she ends up... She ends up grabbing a piece of metal as this guy's coming in to kill her. And she slashes his face open and makes a run for it. And then Batman, you know, beats him down to the point where his mom, who was held captive by this guy, she has to pull him off of him to make sure he doesn't kill her. Or she doesn't kill the uh, kill the bad guy. The guy that kidnapped her. And then, like, you know, she's just like, you know, I don't, you know. I didn't think they'd come for me. I didn't, or I didn't think you'd come for me. I didn't think anybody would care. And he just looks at her and he's like, I need you to know. And he takes off his mask and she knows exactly who he is. But she doesn't, he doesn't, she doesn't call him Jace. She calls him Tim, which is his given name. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so like, she always knows, she knows who he is. Has she known all like, along type thing or? Well, she knows who he is as a person. She doesn't know he was Batman. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, like, they end up having a conversation, and she just, she, you know, breaks it down for him. She's like, you know, hey, I was young. You know, it wasn't all your dad's fault. I could have said no, but I didn't. And, like, I was young and dumb, and, you know, we made bad decisions, but neither one of us regret, you know, having you. And she's like, I wasn't, it wasn't that I didn't want to be in your life. I just wasn't in a position to be able to give you the life you deserved. That's gnarly. So, like, at the end of it, she's like, you know, I'd like to become, i like to try to be your mom. And, like, at the end of the, after that, you know, he's packing his bags and he ends up leaving the the family house. And him and his sister, her sister finds him. And they basically decide that she's going to you know, be his Robin. Finally. And freaking she doesn't. They don't have an actual name for her as of yet, but it's just, you know, just the position she's in at the moment. And the episode ends up, in, or the issue ends with them riding out on motorcycles together, going to fight more crime. As they should, as long as they don't give her some whack name like Ironheart. I'm still chapped like about Ironheart. I'm still chapped about that, man. Why is that? It's just a cash grab, man. Like, uh, like it's so, it was so disingenuous. Eh. She was one of the better parts of uh, the last Black Panther movie, I thought. I can see that happening, but I I just, I feel like they only drummed her up to 
Garner, the young teenage black woman, um, whatever pronoun you want to use, I don't know, audience? Like, it felt disingenuous. I'm not against that, but it felt, it felt, uh, really contrived. It felt really strained. It felt really forced. And, um... But this sounds organic and awesome. The no. story's going where well, it's that, uh, That's the thing. I mean, you can do dip. It's just, like you said, it's sometimes the intent bleeds through, and sometimes it's, sometimes some people think it's one thing and it's not meant to be that way. I could be wrong. But sometimes, yeah, I mean, I'm just, sometimes it's, sometimes it is what it is, though. Like sometimes it's a blatant attempt to do. To like you said, widen your audience to reach to a specific section of the audience. You know, I was, you know, the I really didn't care for the uh, the Tim Drake situation with him coming out as bisexual. But like, I, I wasn't so much against the point of it. I just didn't care for the book that came out. Like, it just wasn't my cup of tea. I agree, and nothing, nothing against. Tim Drake coming out against bisexual. It was just, it, it felt, it felt like, obviously they got to get as much audience as they need to get. That's just good business. Do what you got to do to get as many eyes on the product. But when yeah. you're, when you're trying to encapsulate a community that has its own specific struggles and also, um, oh, by the way, like we said before, Iceman's gay. He's been gay the whole time. Uh, no, he hasn't. <laughs> yeah. No, he was very much not. Like, that's... It's it's the... Like, there's... Yeah, I mean, it's it's continuity. It's, con- it's you know, a lot of it is freaking... Like, there's that whole concept of, hey, why don't you just create characters that are, you know, whatever you want to approach to, or whatever you want to reach out to. Correct. But there's a difference between, like, adding in an aspect to a character, but at the same time, or at the same time, like you have to, you still have to respect the past. Like there's, you know, people have been complaining about continuity shifts since comic books have been a comic books. Yeah. Like, Oh, Hey, they redid this and now they're adding this. That's, that's stupid. I hate that. You know, it's where regardless of what the, what the topic is that changes, like people are going to complain about it. If you, do a drastic change to an established character. Like whether whatever it happens to be, you know, whether you change somebody's skin color or sexuality or add in something that doesn't that counteracts that that character's history. You know, like in the case of, you know, if Batman was using guns or you know, Superman, if Superman all of a sudden, you know, is dark. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like that was one of the big things with Man of Steel that that turned a lot of people off. Was Superman is basically the definition of hope. He's basically like the closest I can think of to DC and Marvel would be like the equivalent would be like Captain America. No matter what, Cap's going to change. Like, and they even did it to Cap when Cap was all of a sudden uh, a member of Hydra the whole time. Oh know, yeah, it was a different reality's Captain America. You know that stuff's just gonna it's gonna shave some people. It's just going to, you know, oh, we're going in a new, different direction. Sometimes that's great. Sometimes it just pisses off the audience. 100%. 
I mean, it's also the same way with the wrestling, you know, when, like, you read the rag sheets, like, oh, it writes itself. No, it doesn't. Like, no, it doesn't. Y'all are gonna boo the second you get what you want. It happens all the time. It's not fair. You know, obviously, some people are more imaginative than others. Um... Mm-hmm. or see a story going in one way but just don't be disingenuous don't just yeah. try to cater to a, uh, an audience beca- uh, I mean if they were honestly in their heart of hearts really trying to make you know said character gay or straight or whatever uh, you, you want to however you want to put it if their heart was in the right place the more power to them I want them to succeed but a lot of yeah. these are coming off really forced and contrived and, like I said, like, disingenuous. Like, you're only... Yeah. The, the story sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. And, I mean, it can, sometimes it's just as simple. Sometimes it's just not a well-received story. You know, sometimes it's, you know... Like I said, you know, Superman being dark is, is not necessarily a bad idea, but you have to give us a reason that Superman is dark. You can't just be like, oh, hey, he's Dark Superman. Why? Okay, but why? Like, give me a reason to be like, and you've got to, if you're going to do that, you've got to give me happy Superman first. You got to build to it. You can't just be like, hey, like that literally was my entire problem with Batman v Superman is that movie was all about setting up future movies that never happened instead of freaking giving us a valid story that we could enjoy. That's a good point. That's a 100% a good point. But, to counteract everything I just said and how canceled we are because we actually decided to go into it, the story with Jace, who is an African-American, is really mm-hmm. paying off. It's, yeah. it's gnarly. It's so good to the point that you, one of the most dyed-in-the-wool Batman fans, has no problem with the change, no problem with the addition, no problem with the new city, uh, because we're in New York now. Uh, yeah. The story's good. Yeah, and, that's, and that's the thing. Like, at some point, we have to do Batman meets Batman. At some point, it's got to happen. It's coming. You know, it has to. But, like, you know, that's the thing. What is, like, it's one thing when Tim Drake decided he wanted to be Robin and he had figured out who Batman and Dick Grayson were, or in Robin were. And, like, that was one thing. But now Batman's got somebody that freaking has legitimately stolen a Batman suit, has left town with it, and has become his own vigilante. How does Bruce react to that? Like, it's one thing to be like, oh, we've got a Batman in all these countries, like a Batman Incorporated, because... Batman has handpicked those guys to be part of his crew. You know, this is somebody outside of Batman that is operating as Batman. And that's that's where the great story is going to be, is when they actually meet face-to-face. There's a reason they've been separated, let alone the actual fact that he is related to Lucius Fox, yeah, he, who is a member of the Bat family. How's he gonna? How's he actually gonna, you know, turn against someone that's spawn of Lucius? It's not gonna happen. 
I mean, there's going to be knockdown drag out. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. If this was Marvel, obviously they'd fight for one whole issue. Yep. But yeah, this not. is a story you could build on. It's not. It's DC. They're doing their best. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's that in and of itself, that's awesome. Have you felt but, any aspects that there would be that any of these issues are tweener issues where they're like wasting time? Not so far. Like in Batman, I am Batman. I've really enjoyed every issue. Like it's not. There are definitely some like, hey, we're gonna get to this next part stuff, but like every issue for the most part has been a solid like moving the forward the story forward issue. But there hasn't really been too much like you know too much slack as far as like just lazy writing. Good. Like you you've got the whole thing with him and Lucius, you got the whole thing with Tim and his brother, who was freaking Batwing, but it still just doesn't care for his brother. You've got the whole thing now with his um finding out that he's got a mom who he didn't know and she's been kidnapped and he ends up having to free her and now they're gonna have their relationship. You've got the fact that Tiffany, his sister, wants to be his new Robin. And the fact that he kind of knows that his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend is this other superhero. And they're basically, and they're basically at this point, it's funny because it's freaking, you know, not Marvel, but they're basically the only three superheroes in New York City at this time. I can't think of any other time they've really utilized New York City like this. Where... Oh, they never have. That's the thing. They've never had, like, they've always had Metropolis or Gotham or Themyscira. Star City. You know, or Central City, or, you know, Central City, freaking, uh, you know, all these places that are quote-unquote made up, you know, but, you know, the fact that they're using a real town and the fact that basically right now they're the only ones, the only superheroes there, in contrast to Marvel where everybody is operating out of New York City. Oh, all the time. Like, so much so that, like, everybody's kind of got their sections. <laughs> the place should be yeah. destroyed by now. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's that's kind of a fun little play on, play on, you know, I don't necessarily think it's intended as a knock on Marvel, but it's definitely a play on things like, oh, hey, you guys have all these superheroes here. Um, you got the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, so on, so forth, Daredevil, obviously. And they, then freaking, we've got we've got three superheroes, and two of them work together for sure. They did that in the Tick. Really? Yes. Uh, so the Tick obviously breaks out of the insane asylum, feels the calling to go to the city to be its superhero protector, and realizes this the city is not big enough for him. So they decide to go to New York, and when they get there, the place is infested. With superheroes. It is absolutely infested with superheroes where they are literally uh, signing up when it's their turn to defend this small alley. They paid for it. <laughs> they paid for it. This is this is our time. What are you doing here, man? Like uh, like this is this is our turf for the next twenty minutes. Um Agrippa fighting uh, Thrakazog, uh, Agrippa the uh, the god of the uh, the aqueduct. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> battling Thrakazog, and um, you hear a ding, 
Oh, wait. Our time's over. I'll get you next time. <laughs> yeah, I'll get nice. you next time. Oh, hey, Tick, what's up? Like, uh, like that's one of the best story that arcs of the Tick. It was only two issues. But uh, mm-hmm. they, um, Agrippa takes them to the uh, superhero uh, club, nightclub. Uh, Arthur can't get in because sidekicks aren't allowed. Like, it's hilarious. Uh. <laughs> they, he goes to the sidekick lounge, which is all uh, boys, orphan boys aged 12 to 14 with thick, pouty lips and a couple of different animals. There's an orangutan and a... There's the orangutan. <laughs> the orangutan. Um, he goes in... Agrippa introduces them to all the guys. They're all complete ripoffs of Marvel. I mean, there's uh, a guy that's obviously the Punisher who just likes killing people. And, uh, hey, guys, this is the tick. And all the guys are like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> get, him the hell, get, get him the hell out of here. Like, where's Barry? Like, oh, Barry's, like, in the Poconos vacationing. Like, you need to get him out of here now. Uh Turns out there was another tick. The whole time. The whole time. That functioned out of New York City and uh, was a rich billionaire, had a tick cave, a tick tank, and uh, he shows up and... Who are you? I'm the tick, Barry. Barry told you to get him out of here. (laughs) And uh, there's a knockdown drag out. Our our tick destroys Barry, the other tick, and uh, what he didn't know was that if there is ever a uh, any sort of battle between two people that have the same superhero name, the winner mm-hmm. automatically, by government decree, <laughs> gets all of the other guy's stuff. <laughs> gets like so. They're in New York for like four hours <laughs> already. They've already he beat up the other tick, who is an insane lunatic, by the way. <laughs> and they get to his mansion. He shows them how to get to the tick cave. There's a tick teleporter, tick uh, utility belts. Um, yeah. And the real the real tick, who was actually a tick for much longer has Mm -hmm. completely lost his mind, refuses to wear clothes. (laughs) Uh, They have very awkward dinners for some reason. Um, But along the same way, uh, I would hope that Batman and our Jace, Batman and NYC, have a lot more of a uh, friendly relationship. (laughs) It's, It's... you got to read the tick when you get the chance, man. If I ever find one of the graphic novels, um, I'll grab it for you because it's it, you'll probably read it in an hour, but it's it's not. But Jace, good luck with Bruce. <laughs> hopefully, exactly. Hopefully, it's not a Barry. And <laughs> I got to tell you, man. Every time I ever met a guy named Barry, he sucked. He was like a total loser. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) it's like one of the worst names you could possibly be named any minefielders out there named Barry get a nickname that's better than Randy oh way better than Randy with a Y I mean like all Mm -hmm. that all that 300 pound 
baggage you get with uh, Randy with the Y. Yeah. That's Randy that was cool. It was probably what home improvement in the nineties, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. He was cool. I uh, mm. my my Christmas pal, uh she's Randy, but it's with an I. Yeah, if there's a Y in your name, Randy, unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah. Does not compute. We don't need you. But yeah. when, when it comes to old 90s tropes, uh, I like to move along when it comes to uh, Spawn. Okay. Been on the Jazz, uh, Spawn 338. Uh, it has always been the battle between heaven and hell. Al is the chosen one, or the one. And uh, they have, they've shown us the green uh, quite a few times in the past. I want to say like 10 years. And now okay. they just they just revealed that the green actually has leaders, rulers, like other than like Gaia Witch. And they are also poning up to the table for some uh, Earth versus Hell versus Heaven and any other random universe that just happens to show up. Um, Nick shows up. Um, she made it back three, four issues ago, and. She's unlocked half the dead zones, and now the ability for anyone that is non-terrestrial, other than alien, like, if you're not showing up on a ship, and you're trying to get from heaven, hell, the green, half the doors are open. Oh, nice, okay. We, we, my point is, is that we have a bunch of new antagonists, and a whole new player on, on the field. It's not just red shirts versus, you know, uh, you know green shirts. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden there's, uh, instead of uh, X and Y, we've got Z. Other places to look. It's not only. Everything, the past, I want to say like nine months in Spawn has been amazing. Scorched, amazing, Gunslinger. Uh, I think I priced Gunslinger's first appearance the other day at $1,000. Really? Yeah. What issue was that? It was like, I want to say like 150 something. I'll just look it up quick. Do the Hey Jamie. First appearance of Gunslinger. Number 119. Okay. Nope, nope. This one's saying 174. Yep, it's 174. Gotcha. No? Saying two of them. Uh, 119 cameo, 174 first full appearance. Gotcha. He's got that ridiculous eight gallon hat. That's fine. He's awesome. Um, Spawn, a lot of fun. Be sure and check it out. Uh, Spider Man, uh, the amazing one. We just wrapped up a awful clone saga. <laughs> Yet another one. Don't do it. We talked about it last week. Um, dark Web, but we've got Amazing Spider number 19, which is Legacy 913. With, and this is, I'm going to give it a little bit of credit here. Tweener issues after they finished a uh, freaking big storyline. We always get some D lister, F lister artist and writer while the main mm -hmm. writers get caught up. Not this time. We got Joe Kelly, guest writer. Um, Terry Dodson as guest penciler and colorist and his wife Rachel guest inker 
Absolutely. Oh, no, okay. Absolutely. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. I mean, like, you remember when uh, the Dodsons were doing X-Men? It was phenomenal. <laughs> like, everything was glorious. It, 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 matched, it matched the pace and the amazingness of the writing. But, unfortunately, Mr. Joe Kelly is writing a story about uh, the black cat going out on a retreat with, with Parker. And they just happen to be at the same retreat that Mary Jane and her new husband, which we, they have not explained yet, or what? That's not awkward what, at all. What Parker did? Yeah, it was t- like it was like five pages of being awkward, and then there's an earthquake, and they barely even make that transition well, and some serious baddies are basically practicing or putting on a show for highest bidder here, and mm-hmm. I want to say I was halfway through the book, and they started with pop culture references. Nothing wrong with a good pop culture Aww. reference. Nothing wrong with it. Okay. But, like, to quote someone else, pop culture, bazinga. And I close the book. Don't give me no... Just done, huh? Yeah, just done. Don't, don't give me no freaking Big Bang Theory crap. I, I, I that, that's, that show is insufferable. <laughs> like, I just... I love that show, actually. I have every season on DVD. I'm not even joking. Insufferable. I hate it. It's... I'm glad, oh. I'm glad they focus on DC. They're obviously owned by Warner Brothers. But it, it, it was pop culture fodder. I hated it. Like, it, it was everything that we wanted it to be cool back when we were kids. And they just add this extra layer of bad writing and crappy references. And the second I saw that word, I was like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> That's a personal preference. I loved it. I thought, it, I thought the whole thing was great. You made me cry a couple times. I'm glad you liked it. I honestly am. If you enjoy it, actually, if any of you guys enjoy it, good. I personally loathe that show. Spidey, I saw we've got a Junior Junior cover up. There was a Junior Junior cover on this one. I was tricked. I got bamboozled. I got hoodwinked. You got bazinged. I got bazinged. And, uh,. Runner up here. Oh, that's not a thing on my fields. <laughs> right? Hero number one, Justin Jordan and uh, Brom Revel wrote a. Uh, this is Boom Studios, issue number one. Uh, it's classic. Uh, it had the feeling of like uh, watching the first Halloween. Okay. Uh, except Michael Myers didn't just show up today. If you're watching the original one, uh, it's an old school like mythic legend in their town, and it's it's teenager fodder. It was a lot of fun. Nice. It was a lot of fun. Dudes trying to get laid, chicks want to get drunk. There's a there's a town. Uh, the, the the overall feeling, especially with the color palette, was the opposite. Like you, you watched Hocus Pocus, right? Mm-hmm. So kid shows up in town. That's not the case here. But learns of this local legend of the Sanderson sisters. Everything is overly like secondary colors. It's all fall colors. Uh, th- this is all okay. pinks and reds and blues. And the harrower is going to come and get you. We see a couple murders. It was a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie, man. Usually when I see it's a horror movie and it's teenager based, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to see this. Uh, like, 
I know. I mean, I grew up with that. You remember? I mean, like, yeah. Mom raised me on like you know the knit and gritty, Chucky, Hellraiser, uh, not teens in peril. You know, mid late nineties we got Scream. We got I know what she did last summer. Uh, the teenager based stuff. No, don't do that to me, man. Like it's it's just uh, it's bad writing, but this one was a lot of fun. Okay. This one was a lot of fun, and, um, what else is I going to burn through? Freaking Daredevil, number eight. I know you read it, but I just, I can't handle a mystical hand-based anything, man. After Shadowland, like, once the hand's involved, tune me out. Because it gets all mystical and magic, and Matt needs to be in, in Hell's Kitchen, period. I'm glad they tried. But I like honestly the writing and the art didn't suffer. Don't get me wrong, art didn't suffer. Okay. But the writing, you could tell like they knew that this story was a clunker halfway through, if not after first issue of like this main story, you know, in castles like the end all be all, the one, and hopefully the like this was the wrap up and they're gonna change a little bit of directions. I mean. Not too happy about like um, the Avengers, Spider Man. We gotta arrest, you know, Daredevil. Mm, okay, fine, but just get us out of the story. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It's, I don't think it's a bad story, but I think it's. I think it's one of those things where you gotta like look at the whole story once it's completed and be like, okay, that was awesome, or okay, that was a waste of my time. I think that's gonna end up being with this this current step in daredevil is gonna be like i agree with you because like the um like daredevil as a whole is a a street level based superhero that's what he does and like they are taking it in a brand new direction and for some people it's gonna hit good and for some people it's gonna be like this is this isn't what i like this isn't why i why i read daredevil right like my my big issue is I don't read I don't read Punisher, so like I don't have a I don't have a good grasp on why Frank is now like the be all end all and like the leader of the hand. Well, he's got the carrot in front of his face, man. They brought his wife back, but not his kids. And freaking, yeah. they're telling him he's a god, and they're letting him kill all infidels or anyone that's against us, and. You know we've got a we've got a puppet master. Um, that's the best I know from that story because we only read the first issue of Punisher like well, like five months ago, yeah. and it was garbage. Um, yeah, I just don't like. I'm just not. I'm not in with it, so I don't. I don't know enough of it. It's like it's like reading the X Men books because like I recently just started picking. I picked up all the uh, the Hickman books, which I should have been reading from the beginning, but I really hate the fact that uh. X-Men goes for X amount of issues and then they just restart it with issue number one. I hate that. I really do. Wow. That's not that's not my bag. Like if it was still like X-Men six seventy five or whatever it would be, I'd get every issue, but like I want that legacy number. Yeah. When there's issue like twenty it's like issue twenty and then twenty one and then oh we're gonna restart it from the number one. Here's a new number it's one. It's like why even bother that? Like, let me, I couldn't tell you which one, you know, it was, if it was a current issue. Yeah, the number one is always discredit things. Yeah. Like, I picked up the Hickman run just because I figured out that's when they did the, um, 
when Cinch and Darwin and X twenty three or Wolverine went into the vault. Yeah, that was gnarly. And I, 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 you know, me and you have talked about it several times. You know, I was like, I really wish I had that story. So once I figured out it was in the Hickman run, I freaking went out and bought them all in the span of like less than a week. And freaking, um, you know, I'm, I think I'm in issue 10 of 21 right now. And it's been awesome. But like, if it had been a consistent run, I'd have picked up all of them. But like, you know, with the, uh, with the, uh, my point I was getting to was with the advent of, you know, the mutants on Koa and powers of X and our powers of 10 and all that freaking the, um, you know, the X-Men books are so integrated with all the other books that it's, you know, unless you're reading everything, it's kind of, you're going, you're, some stuff is going to slip through the cracks. Correct. Legion of X definitely slipped through the cracks. X Factor was just garbage. Um, man, uh, Marauders, amazing. Um, Hellions, hands down, the best one. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. But, like, you know, the whole thing is you're not going to get the full story unless you're getting every book. And quite frankly, you know, not everybody, A, can afford every book, or yeah. B wants to pick up 10 books every week. Agreed. You know, some some guys like what they like. You might like two books. And if freaking, you know, this book ties into three other books, you know, and you might not want those books, and then all of a sudden you're missing out on part of the story because you're not reading, you know, X-Men and New Mutants and X-Force and Wolverine, you know, and that's... You know, that happens, and it's, like, sometimes if you're already picking up a couple of books, like, uh, you know, Nightwing and The Flash will kind of cross over now and again. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's, it's you know, Dick Grayson, Nightwing, and yeah, best Wally West is The Flash. So, like, they'll have a little bit of crossover. But it's not, either way, it's not really integral to the story. But at the same time, you know, if, you, if you're reading both books anyway, it's like, oh, that's, that's kind of a fun little nod. Oh, I, I agree completely. I mean, like, uh, as we're going along here, uh, I remember when Age of Apocalypse came out. If you mm-hmm. missed Gambit, uh, was it Gambit and the... Um, Gambit and the Externals. And the Externals, you didn't miss nothing. They would recap it in a less than a paragraph in the books that mm-hmm. actually freaking mattered. Now, I'm not saying the Gambit book was bad, Um but there was a lot of books to get, man. Uh, and, and books mm-hmm. now, I, I want to say average mean 350. That's 350. Uh, this Darkwing Duck issue one was $4. I'm not complaining. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we've got our big boy money, but even then, it's one of those things like th- things are getting pricey. I mean, like, if we're barely able to get most for our books, especially me, um, how are kids supposed to keep up with this? And yeah, I mean, I'm going through uh, because. Uh, Obviously, we had to do Storm and the Brotherhood Mutants first. Uh, yeah. It really stood out to me uh, as the book wound down. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven books to get for a short story that is three months long. That's yeah. not that bad. <laughs> That's not that bad. That's Comparatively, no. 
Yeah, that's short and sweet. That's short and sweet. Well, the thing about that is too is that's a lot, a lot of those books are ones you're you're picking up anyway. Correct. You know, that's kind of the thing where it's like, okay, you're picking up anyway. It's not a big deal. It really doesn't matter at all. But if, like, all of a sudden they're crossing over with, like, a Spider-Man book or an Avengers book or, you know, something of that ilk, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now I'm, just, I'm buying more books and more books. You okay. know, and some, pe- some people that's not an issue, but some people it is. I mean, at least we're reading them, but, like, like... 15 year old me that was making like freaking $10 shoveling his neighbor's driveway uh, once or twice a month uh, depending on the weather in Alaska um, yeah that's that's beyond my budget Mm -hmm. that's beyond my budget and then we've got other things going on like if you're going I mean, I'm I'm really happy about this. I mean, you've got a couple locals in pretty much every city now. I mean, like Colorado Springs. Like, what what was the the count? We've got Eds, we've got Muse, we've got Vans, we've got uh, the REC, REC Iron Lion, Iron Lion. We've got the one in uh, Manitou. We've got Kapow. Uh, we've Kapow, got Manitou. Heroes and Dragons. Uh, Heroes and Dragons. Freaking. Uh, there's that one place where I got those cheap spawns that has video games. That's another one. We got that place right outside of Peterson. That's ten. Uh, you know, mm. you know the one that the boss runs. Um, Good old the boss. That's ten. And okay, ten, ten, great. Lots of options. But then think yep. about everything else that's going on. If you didn't get the latest like variant cover Berserker. Uh, you know, I, I got the latest, you know, variant cover, Darkwing Duck. I mean, we've got the standards, Fantastic Four, The Incredible Hulk, which are all garbage right now. Um, but then, like, Spawn versus Batman comes out. I've got six of them now. I've got one. Yeah, I know. The original, the one that matters. <laughs> it, it's, it's a lot to keep up with. Like, uh... Yeah. It, like uh, I, I, I can't imagine. Like I, I remember riding my bike to the BX all the time, uh, saving as much money as I could to buy like a pack of cards, a comic book, and have enough money to go to the dollar movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think it's fair. I mean, I, I but I, I get the business part of it. I mean, there's very few publishers out there right now. Uh, even like novel wise, I think there's like three main publishers right now. If you miss your deadline, you're screwed. They'll just cancel yeah. the book. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know really what I'm getting out on that. It's just more like the, the prices aren't going to go down, but like how do you get good product to people that really need it? I mean, like the best thing I can think of is uh, hitting up all the local comic stores and asking for all the books that they're going to throw away or can't move and just giving away as grab bags because kids need comics. Period. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean that's the thing. You just gotta. I mean that's the thing about being a you know going around is you can kind of pick and choose what you want to get, but it's like they're kind of making it harder for you to pick that one book that's your book, right? Because it's always going to be integrated into another book, and sometimes you just got to sacrifice that extra little bit of the story to get because you know you got only about enough money for one or two books. Yeah. Like, it sucks, but freaking, I guess, given the circumstances, it is what it is. 
I know grown men that can't afford like half of what we buy, or even a quarter, like ten uh, percent of what we buy in a month. But yeah. I'd I'd be eating. Ra- I've done it before. I'll do it again. Eating ramen, but my books are there, bagged and boarded. <laughs> hmm. But uh, yeah, let's move on to uh, take point on Storm and the Brotherhood uh, meetings, man. Because I'm really liking the fact that we're, we're getting a disjointed story. Uh, we're getting uh, three story arcs, year 10, year 100, and year 1000. Obviously, we're going to be, there's going to be some serious Moira magic here. Um, we get the uh, sudden surprise that Araka has been destroyed. I mean, like, I almost called you, like, freaking, when did this happen? You know, it wasn't until the end, and I, was, I see the checklist. Okay, now I get it. Okay, so we're making a huge jump here. Uh, I, I stay off all the, the comic rags. Uh, like I do with the wrestling rags, because they're usually garbage. But uh, this is one of the, this is one of the best books of the week. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Man, we got a you know, Storm was in charge of Morocco, and it got destroyed. And there, her and her people were living on the the shards, the meteors that became that Morocco became. You know, and she's trying to figure out what she's gonna do because she knows what she knows the score. And freaking, you know, they've got Mystique and Destiny up there, and Storms, you know, trying to figure out what they're gonna do in this situation, how they're gonna stop Sinister. And freaking Destiny's in there telling her what she needs to do, and it turns out that it's Mystique, and of course it's Mystique because at the end of the day. She's trying to protect destiny. It's always Mystique. Well, what, what's the yeah. phrase she used? Like, not risk it. Um, um, pulling up right here. Like, obviously, you know, it's freaking Mystique. Where is it? She said it very specifically. There's no guarantee that events won't play out the same way. But at least yeah. have a chance to save everything. And that's not the one I was looking for. Yeah, I mean, the whole plan is they're trying to try to break into Sinister's lab and kill Lemoira so they can reset the timeline. And, you know, we got the, the Brotherhood of Mutants that are left. It's, you know, Storm, Cable, uh, Korra, Wizkid, Ironfire, who I believe is a new character. Yeah. Maybe, maybe made a cameo appearance, but he's, uh, he's you know, this is his first appearance. Um, quick and mystique. Found the line. And they're all. They're, I found they're the all line. Going to... There's some things you just don't gamble with, or specifically, and some things you don't gamble with. Um, said twice about this. Did you notice the intro was full on A team? Like they they no, made not at all. they made it look like Star Wars. You know, we got the crawl going on here. And uh, mm-hmm. they made it look 3D. I mean, I'm sure if you have a pair of 3D glasses, it'll stick out. But uh, it's a dark time. But from the secret... No, here it is. Here's here's what triggered it was... Uh, from the secret base, unknown to the sinister regime, a crack squadron of six lost souls uh, fight a war without end against the evil that smashed their last hope for peace. They are... Like, in 1978... A crack commanding unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. 
These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade into the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire Storm and the Brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> I did not pick up on that. That's awesome, though. Yeah. Crack, crack, when they use the word crack, crack commander unit. That, that, cool. Loved it. Uh, I, sorry, nice. I got in the jazz on that one. I mean, you can't help, I, I can't help but get in the jazz bed of the A-team. That's where that all came from in the first place, but freaking, they're using the crawl, but don't tell me that's not A-team. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. But yeah, no, they end up on Muir Island because uh sinister sense of humor, he had to put, if he's going to have a bushel of Moira clones, he's going to put them underneath freaking her, uh, her lab in Muir Island. And, you know, all seven of them are there, and then all of a sudden they're besieged by the first uh, wave of Chimera, Chimera, and they're uh, mutants that have more than one X-gene. And these ones are basically Marrow, who can pull her bones out of her uh, out of her body and throw them. Right. Uh, and freaking, uh, she's mixed with Maggot, who has, you know, his entire intestinal system is two two metallic slugs that can eat anything, and that's how he gets you know nourishment. So when these uh, when these chimera throw their bones, they you know they're able to eat anything. So while some members of the Brotherhood are fighting them off, Storm, Wiz Kid, and Iron Fire use a tornado to basically dig a hole into the ground to find uh, Sinister's lab. And then we get into the lab itself, it turns out that the uh, it's basically engulfed by a black hole that they need to get through to make this work. And at the same time, Iron Fire's over here shooting out his... Uh, his molten blood to uh, stop more of the second wave of Chimera. And we think it's going to open the, uh, open the portal to get inside this black hole, which is where the lab's at. But then we end up discovering that Wizkid is actually mystique the whole time as she ends up stabbing Storm through the abdomen and it turns out that the uh, the mystique on, uh, that was left on the uh, on the actual outside of Muir Island was a, uh, a hologram. So it turns out that they had uh, they had tricked the the Brotherhood, and what what they thought was Wizkid throwing these things to project her to transport the black hole so they could open it and get inside Sinister's lab um, which should have gone uh, I believe back to Araco it looks it was actually transported somewhere else it, but before we get too far it's obviously they just broke in, into like some sort of Cerebro I mean like old school mm-hmm. Cerebro oh inside Sinister's lab yeah 100% But yeah, we find out that the uh, the lab was actually transported to the World Farm, which is a uh, system-sized laboratory of the, the progenitor race. And we see 
destiny and they're talking to somebody and for you know at the end of the day she goes back to that saying you were saying earlier there's some things you don't gamble with and turns out that she's working with uh the spade version of sinister the spade sinister clone spades Uh, we're saying clone or i was thinking is this original we don't know that's the whole thing but we know in the original that uh when they first did it, when they broke through the the lab, there was four cylinders that were busted open, and each one had um, a car sign on it. Right. And one of them was the spade. But this one is definitely an older sinister who uh, prefers not to battle himself, but has other people and is uh, the... The cylinder that he lives in, the yeah. Oh, just like regular sinister, <laughs> just like yeah. Let, let everyone else fight the battles while they retreat. Um, man, I remember how cool it was. Uh, remember when Gene and Scott were fighting Sinister in the Savage Land, uh, in like it was like second season of the animated series, and nothing could hurt Sinister except. Old Optic Blast, yeah. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Like, and, and and back then it was like he was trying to figure out how to protect himself from that. But now we've got so much more. I mean, I'm really loving what they're doing with Sinister here. I mean, I, I'm actually loving it more than what they're doing what they did with Apocalypse. You know, in uh, X of Swords. Um, we'll eventually get him back. Obviously, I mean, he's one of the biggest ever. But uh, what they're doing with uh, Nathaniel Essex, um, man, it. It has to happen, but then, like, I remember we, we discussed our favorite uh, comic book movies that, you know, weren't really big hits that we still love them anyway, I and, mean, like, that was the big reveal. It was, you know, the Essex name at the end. And yeah. Oh, we've never gotten the closure to that. No, probably won't. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But I, I really like this. This was a really good, like, uh, character development, especially dropping us into, like, something completely new. And we have to accept right away, Araco is gone. I mean, that's... It's not as impactful as... Uh, did you watch the uh, Team NT uh, CGI movie that came out, like, I want to say, like, 2007 or maybe even four? Something like that, yeah. Uh, we start out that the turtles are broken up. They're not allowed to fight. Leo's gone. That really screwed me up. But I was more invested in those characters than I am in most of these here. But uh, same concept, different, but obviously not vibrating as hard as that. But freaking a lot of fun, man. I, I, I want to say this is probably my second favorite book uh, of, of the week, man. Um, I don't have too much gas in my tank left. So let's just, uh, you want to wrap up with uh, Swamp Thing, Green Hell? Oh, uh, yeah, we can do that one. Do you want to take point on that? i got to pull it out real quick. Yeah, this one, I'm like, what are we waiting, about a year for this? Maybe a little bit more? Uh, definitely been a while, man. It was supposed to come out last year sometime, and, you know, finally came out this week. Uh, Jeff Lemire, uh, Doug Monkey. I mean, the cover has uh, all the classics. Uh, one of my prized possessions is my drawing of John Constantine uh, that Becky Cloonan did for me, like like one of a kind. 
and he's smoking a cigarette like he should be, but the smoke turns into a skull. And we've got this cover where the smoke's turn into the green and into our good hero, uh, Alec. Is it Alec or Alex? Alec. Alec. Alec, yeah. A-L-E-C. Alec. And we see him in his own paradise. He's got his wife. He's got his kid. I mean, it's above and beyond what you could ever imagine that Swamp Thing could ever have as a reprieve if he had ever died. And yeah. we're getting... No, he didn't really die. They they made a deal with the green. I guess he did his part, which still confused me, and it was definitely disjointing because like, and how many like, who, what, what story was it that Swan Thing was holding everything together? Was that Justice League Dark the movie? Um, Maybe. Or what book was it? I mean, there's been a lot of things in the past, like since you and I started working on Minefields, that were. Uh, all of a sudden, that we, the big reveal is that Swan Thing is holding everything together, or or, or even like in um, was it Doomsday Clock? No, it wasn't Doomsday. I don't Clock. think it was Doomsday Clock. No, where the our new Superman had like his own little utopia, and you know you know what I'm talking about. I mean, there's been a lot going on when it comes to that. When it comes yeah. to uh, Swamp Thing. Being a integral, I don't know, story mechanism that you know you don't mess with Swamp Thing. He's holding everything together, and or even just and that might have been the Future State books, maybe. It, yeah, it was. I think it was. It was definitely Future State. <clears throat> definitely Future State. <clears throat> However, uh, we've got. Um, Abuela friendly, but he said it. That bastard, John Constantine, mm-hmm. brings him back, robs him of his paradise, and tells him, "You either fix this. Well, what am I fixing? Oh, obviously, us humans ruin the world, and the green is trying to kill us. Well, it's not my fight. Take me back. I was promised this. And uh, yeah, no. Uh, here's the deal." You leave, this little cute little girl here dies, and everything's over, and I don't take you back to where I took you where I took you from, or you do what I tell you to, and then I will. Okay. He's still got Swamp Thing powers. We've got the, the our newest incantation of the green Swamp Thing about to murder a bunch more people. He stops yep. one murder. And immediately the actual green, like like the the parliament of the green, like, yo, what are you doing here? You did your chore. We sent you away. We gave you what you wanted. And, uh, and now you're back. And now you're back, and you're trying to stop us from something that's integral to our survival. The humans are a virus. I mean, they don't say it specifically, but they definitely reference it. Like, the humans are a virus. Mm-hmm. They, they need to go. Johnny even says, like, yeah, they're, they want to restart it. They want to restart it. Can you blame him? I mean, this is Jeff Lemire writing this, man. Like, the guy can yeah. absolutely make you fall in love with the villains, maybe even faster than you do with our protagonists. And they have a point. Do it. Leave. We'll take you back. You don't have to worry about John. And let us do what we got to do. Or if you want to stand and it really hit me hard in the gut man like Alec is just like my wife and kid would never want anyone else to suffer yeah 
I pick fighting. Okay, great. Swamp Thing powers gone. There you go. We don't care. You, you got one life to live. You die. You die. You die. You die. Now, the thing that really intrigued me on this one, because um, I'm surprised I didn't land on this. Uh, you might have mentioned it last time we talked about Old Man. Uh, honestly, guys, we, we, we talked this as... Uh, it took me a while to remember the actual name of this book as Swamp Thing, you know... Even now, I'm struggling. Yeah, you've just been referring to it as Old Man Constantine. It's just just Old Man Constantine. The lighthouse, why didn't we see that? Yeah. Why didn't, like, I mean, like, uh, before all this uh, hoo-ha-ha happened with the Justice League, you know, with Naomi, uh, there was the, the, we're talking Dr. Fate here, right? There's a lighthouse. There's a tower. There's a tower. Oh, the, yeah, there's a Tower of Fate, yeah. There's a Tower of Fate. Um, the fact that it might be a lighthouse and what we're looking at, that he's, you know, where's John? Oh, he's gone. Of course he's gone. But he's actually mm-hmm. in the basement, and he wants to talk to uh, our good buddy, Mr. Boston Brand, and, yo, I need your help. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no. And I think the big reveal here was, other than, like, the violence was great. Like, the violence was very well-placed. Save the girl, save humans, you know, one life to live. But uh, John's in a in the basement of a tower, talks to Boston, and he's like, why don't you do it? He's like, I'm doing the best I can, just protecting my own body. Yeah. What? What's going to stop me from harming you? Well, I'm not really here. <laughs> I'm not really here. Where's Johnny? Astral projection. Where's Johnny? Where's the body? And of all things, of the fact that if he's not really there, why doesn't he look like, you know, 38-year-old Constantine? Why is he looking old? I mean, that's a stupid question. Um, Obviously, it works for the story, but why not just make everyone think you're still young? I mean, that's the type of thing that I would think Johnny would do. Like, showing feebleness, in my opinion especially outwardly in appearance to friend or foe when it comes to Mr. John Constantine mm-hmm. is negligible. <laughs> Don't do it. Be look, look as strong as you should be. But you're coming off as this old. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to lure him into a false sense of security. I like that. Yeah, it just might not be as strong as he used to, but it might be even stronger. I mean, he's got to be stronger if he's Astro projecting hiding his body? Well, where would you think Johnny's body is? Well, I think the part with Boston, I think he's still in the uh, in the tower in the basement with Boston. But I think when he goes, he astro projects to Nanda Parbot after that. Because he doesn't want, you know, the big reveal at the end to be able to, you know, kill him. Of course. But yeah, we got this uh you know, the uh, the Green unleashes an entire army after Swamp Thing, and Alex trying to fight them off all by himself with no powers and, you know, one life to live. And at the same time, we like I said, we see uh, Constantine and Dead Man in Nanda Parbot, and they're looking for somebody. And like I said, you know, Constantine you know, tells him, you know, I'm in my astral form because I don't want, you know, someone to kill me. Yeah. 
you know, we come to the last page and they're meeting with a woman and turns out it's animal woman who, you know, in current day is animal girl. And they need her to help them, uh, you know, make things, you know, work, get, you know, to help Constantine out or help Swamp Thing out as much as they can. Hopefully save the world. I like the fact that this is a we need to save the world story that doesn't feel like overly worked and contrived. Like, of course, all these superheroes are trying to save the world. We get it. Yeah. But we have very few survivors left. And I mean, they, yep. they're skinny. Like, they're this isn't the Walking Dead, and you know, they're still like, you know, rutting and drinking. No, these people barely have. I mean, this is almost worse than like Waterworld. When it comes to like the absolute scarcity of like natural resources, and obviously that was a terrible movie, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, basic, but that's basically what it is, though. Now we've got we've got a lot lot going on here. I mean, but at the same time, though, I love the fact that. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's they need to save that little girl, and that's something that I mean. I've been reading Lemire religiously for a while. I mean, like uh, when it comes to like freaking uh, Sweet Tooth, there's a little boy we gotta save. There's always some integral character that is more vulnerable than the others that everyone has to protect. And Alec decides to forsake his paradise, which really bothered me because his paradise was too good. I feel like it was an illusion. I feel like they tricked him. Like, okay, we're going to give you everything you want. And like I said earlier, you did your chore. But I, I I do not feel like wherever he came back from was actually real. Not even like some BS pocket universe and or like what they're doing Punisher right now, like his wife's back, you know, you get your kids and I think they tricked him. And I think he knew it all along. And in retrospect, when he's like, No, I'm I'm gonna these people don't need to suffer. Freaking I just don't wanna say it out loud, you know? Yeah, and I gotcha. Just don't. He just didn't want to say it out loud, and I just wanted more Constantine. But Animal Girl, Animal Woman, I'm not familiar with. Is there anything that stands out about her past that you you know off the top of your head? I uh, know actually. I kind of, I in all honesty, I thought it was Vixen at first. Turns out it is a different character. I thought it was um, going to be but... Zatanna. Because oh, yeah, they, they definitely thought that was going to be at first when you know, when he said her. I was like, of course it's going to be. But yeah, and then like you know, like killing her dad. Um, mm-hmm. But okay, let's roll with it. I trust them. They they haven't yeah. done us wrong. Yep. But yeah, not uh, you know, we finally got the second book. Hopefully, you know, in theory, we're getting the third book next month. Let's see if that actually comes to pass. But uh, if not, we'll wait another six months and we'll review chapter three then. Or in a year. Eh, year. Fine. It'll have it. It'll have it waiting for us, man. Certainly, when we go into any other comic book stores to get that one, I just only went there because I was desperate for it because it was coming out yesterday and freaking. I knew I forgot to look lead that that needed to be my box, but I can guarantee you it will be there. 
That's true. <laughs> I just wanted it right away. You know, been foaming at the mouth for, for so long. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. Freaking nobody. Uh, this is the first time that you know they finally came out, and we got to take advantage of it while we can because nobody. You know, we go, we wait too long. Freaking, we might not be able to get a copy. Johnny come late, least. Uh, not gonna happen here. What's what I got, man? Awesome, awesome. But yeah, man, I think we're uh, I think we're about done for the night. Freaking good, uh, <coughs> good hunt this week. Freaking bless you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah we got uh, got some good stuff. Freaking gotta see what happens this weekend. See if we're able to find some bigger and better stuff for next time. Yeah. Uh, I got some salsa for you. Nice, nice. Got, I made a ton of salsa today, man. Like, all, all those veggies went in the blender today, man. Like, the salsa was amazing. Um, but, uh... Yeah. Your turn or mine? I think I'll take it tonight, man. Freaking, you know, this has been minefields. This has been dangerous. Buy the shirts. Buy the ponchos. Buy the hats. Buy the... Com- Memorative mugs. <laughs> New Era Wrestling on the 11th. New Era Wrestling This is the my pills. I have 11th of March. And as always, Bazinga. <laughs> this transmission is over. <laughs>